You know, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On Christmas Day many years ago, there was his family. And after church service that day, they went home and they had all their family together and they unwrapped the gifts and everything. And of course, with great joy, there was wrapping paper flying everywhere and they were just having a good old time. And then they got to sit down for dinner. And the mother looked at her young son and said, Timmy, would you please say the prayer for dinner tonight? This was a great honor for Timmy. He was five years old. And Timmy typically his, you know, himself to think, what kind of prayer and what kind of thanks am I going to give to God? So he said, all right, everybody, fold your hands and close your eyes and bow your heads and let's pray. And so we began. And he thanked God for his mom. And he thanked God for his dad. He even thanked God for his little sister. And then he started thanking and naming every single person in the family at this point. And once he got through that litany of family names, he started naming all of his friends. And then he finally got through all that part, and then he started thanking God for the food that was before him. He thanked him for the turkey and the candied yams and the dressing and the, oh, every, you know, the cranberry sauce and even the whipped cream that was on top of the pumpkin pie. But then he stopped all of a sudden. He stopped, and, and there was this long pregnant pause. And his mom looked down and could see on his face that he was really, really struggling with something. He, was, he looked very perplexed. So she says, Timmy, are you okay? You know, it looked like you're really having this internal struggle. And he thought about it, and he looked up at his mom and says, you know, i got to ask you something, Mom. Do you think if I thank God for the broccoli, he would know I'm lying? Have you ever had those moments in time like that, where there's some things that you joyfully and exuberantly thank God for, and then there's other times like little Timmy where you sit and you pause for a moment and you went, I don't know that I have so much joy to thank God in that moment in time for something. I think we all kind of struggle with that a little bit in life. How many days until Christmas? Anybody know? What about you two little ones down there? You know what? how many days until Christmas? <laughs> when I was your age, I knew right off the top of my head how many days until Christmas. So I think there's eight days in a wake-up until Christmas, right? Now, with that being said... A lot of times on Christmas Eve, even on Christmas, especially on Christmas Day, but sometimes on Christmas Eve, right, we go to the worship services and some families go home and they open up gifts. That's mainly in Christmas morning, but we used to do that a little bit um, on Christmas Eve as well. And sometimes, you know, we get gifts that we're not exactly excited about, Right? Like if you were like me and you grew up and you got that ugly sweater from your long-lost aunt out there and you're like, thanks. And you're just grinning through your teeth and wanting to say thank you just out of politeness, but you didn't really mean it, right? Because it wasn't what you were expecting. You weren't exactly joyful about it, okay? And we try our best, but that's not what Christmas is about, is it? For many people, there is no joy with Christmas these days. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was talking to one of my parents the other day, and I said, you know, I've really come to not like this time of the year. And my mom says, how can you say that? You're a pastor. And I said, no, mom, this is what I mean. 
I don't like this time of the year because of the pressures and the decorating and the gift buying and trying to appease everybody. I like this time of the year for what it's supposed to be, not for what it's become so much. And so it's a joy robber. And then I forget what Christmas is about. I forget why I should be celebrating Christmas with joy and why I should be thanking God not for the gifts under the tree. Yes, that's important, right? But we need to thank Him for the, the greater gift. Because this is a celebration of the birth of a great promise. The birth of a Savior. A once-in-a-lifetime deal. There's nothing greater to celebrate. We should always say thank you for the gifts we receive. We need to thank God for those things. We need to thank God for our Savior. So at Christmas time, we sing joyful songs of praise, and we don't always necessarily sing them joyfully. They're joyous songs of praise. Uh, and then in our prayers, we give thanks to God for sending Jesus to be our Savior. And as the time of the first Christmas came near, people were joyful and praising God, believe it or not. Soon after the angel told Mary that she would be the mother of a Savior, Mary went to visit her relative, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was expecting as well. We just talked about this last week, right? Who was Elizabeth expecting? John, right? She's going to have a baby as well, right? Now, what was John going to do? He was going to prepare the way for the Lord. Get people ready for the coming of a Savior. Get them excited. And as we're about to find out, even John was excited about this. Now, when Mary came up to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth felt her unborn baby John leap in her womb. Now, you mothers out there, sorry guys, we can never experience this, but you mothers out there may remember the first time that your child kicked in your stomach or turned over whatnot, right? But here, this was no kick. <laughs> this was no turnover. This was a leap, a full leap for joy in Elizabeth's womb. John hadn't even been born yet, and he's already excited about the Savior. How cool is that? To be that excited that in your mother's womb, before you take your first breath of air, you're jumping for joy for the great news that's to come. Now, apparently, his jumping didn't cause Elizabeth any distress either, because she leapt for joy. She was celebrating and was very glad that Mary came to see her. She was extremely happy, and she praised God because the Savior's mother had come. When Christmas comes to us, we should be happy and filled with joy. We should be ready to welcome Jesus, our Savior, and give praise and thanks to God. But sometimes that gets lost in the midst of the season. Sometimes we forget what Christmas is all about. Sometimes we're not even grateful for what's under the tree or for what we have on our table at the house. There's many people, especially this year, who are feeling it. There's depression. There's despair. Some people look at the holidays as a remembrance of the loss of a loved one. And they think there's nothing, nothing to celebrate. And so it becomes more of a blue Christmas for some people. 
And when those things, and that's what Satan wants. Satan wants all those things to overcome the joy that we've been given in Christ Jesus. Satan wants nothing better for us to roll around in our sin and forget exactly what Christmas is about. The coming of our Savior. But despite all this and all the uncertainty, God's message still stands. It's still there, still calling out. The Savior comes. The Savior comes. His promise still comes, and the best gift of all awaits. Not wrapped in a box with a nice little bow on top of it under the tree, but in swaddling clothes, in a humble manger. The birth of our Savior. We know why Jesus came as Christians. He came to take our sins away. He died for us. He rose from the dead so that we get to live with Him forever. He is the best gift of all. So I want you to do something with me tonight. I want you to practice this with me tonight and say it on Christmas morning. You ready? Repeat after me. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. One more time with gusto. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. And to God be all the glory. Amen.